0: link. Hello, welcome to wide left sports today. I am joined by former MSU safety, West Wilson. How are you doing
1: today, West? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Um, I was just telling you earlier, I got some sniffles and allergies are coming in. Uh, but I mean, it's springtime, so I'm ready to go. But uh, excuse the sneezes I have. Also, I like your Royals t-shirt. I didn't see that until you lean back. It's Billings Royals, actually. Billings Royals. Is that minor league?
0: Um. so that's legion legion
1: okay nice yeah my
0: brother played for them last year so I just I kind of wore it today (laughs) love that yeah so um and no worries about the sniffles we get it (laughs) it's springtime they kind of happen to everybody a little bit right (laughs) yes sir
1: yeah and this I I sneezed like nine times on my way to get coffee this morning so hopefully I got them all out of the out of the system (laughs) but you never know
0: no worries so you know MSU is awesome. I'm a big MSU fan. What was your recruiting process like to go there?
1: Um, so I had, like, a very unique situation. Um, I'm from Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, um, which obviously it's not a state that – Montana State necessarily recruits very hard. Um, but my next-door neighbor and, like, long family friend um, is – or was Mizzou's wide receiver and quarterback coach for a long time. And he knew at the time, um, his name was Toby Ninus. He only coached at Montana state for a year, but he was the safeties coach, um, my senior year of high school. And so he connected me to that guy, um, came up on a visit and then he ended up leaving. I I think he went to Colorado. Um, but, uh, the coaching staff still let me come preferred walk-on. So I said, um, let's do it anyways. And I always wanted to like go west for school and uh, Bozeman seemed like an awesome place and obviously it's it's a lot less of a secret now than it was um in 2013 when I was there but it's uh it was everything I could have hoped for in like a college experience and probably been some so it was, it was a great time.
0: That's awesome so you were probably there during the Rob Ash and maybe the beginning of Jeff Choke days. What
1: were they? Yeah like? I had I had three years of Ash and two years of Cho. Um, and hopefully uh, Rob Ash isn't listening to this podcast, but I, uh, I was a big, big, big fan of of Jeff Cho. And I think he um, was everything that like Montana State Football needed at the, at the time. Ash, I think from what I've heard, he was very good at transitioning the program when there were a lot of like a lot of bad things within the football team, I guess. And like, like there was a gun charge in the locker room and like a lot of drugs and stuff like that. And Ash came in and kind of cleaned everything up and did win a lot. I think they won three straight big sky championships until my freshman year, of course. And then we didn't, we haven't gotten back to that yet. Um, so Ash, Ash, I think every coach that Montana state's hired has been good for the program, but, um, show it was a lot more of, um, like a father figure to me than um, Ash really was. I, I never really got to know Ash that well. He kind of let position coaches handle their players and he kind of like stayed out of it. Cho was very like forward and hands-on and like just a much more relatable person, at least for me. And so uh, I, I still talk to coach Cho all the time. So that's my guy. Uh, and I, I, vegan now seems like the man too. So I, it's uh, a lot of good coaches to come to Montana state.
0: Yeah, it kind of seems like Montana State has taken stepping stones with each of their hires. It seems like, you know, Rob Ash was there to really get it started. And then Jeff Choate was more of the energetic, let's get you to the next step. Yeah. And then it seems like vegan's like, okay, we're here.
1: Yeah. And it's hard to say really with vegan yet because all of last year was mostly Jeff Choate players, you know. So it's, it's hard to say necessarily what the team will look like when it's a full vegan roster um but it was obviously great to see him take players that he didn't even recruit and take them to a national championship which was awesome and I think even just that is plenty of momentum that will help you with recruiting help you with um even just uh, when the next season comes around the, the new standard now is you know go to the national championship and so I think that that um He's already off to like a very good start, probably a better start than we all would have thought. So, um, for sure, I'm 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 stoked to see what he can do.
0: For sure. So,
1: um, what
0: was your favorite part of playing in Bozeman? You know, did you have like a favorite memory?
1: Oh, uh, beating the Grizz is always pretty fun, <laughs> and that's probably what everyone will say. Um, my, I think it would have been my junior year. We hadn't won in a few years, and so that was the first time I'd been a part of beating them. And it was, it wasn't that good of a. We didn't have that good of a season. This would have been 2016, I think. And so it was kind of nice to like end the season on a high note and like win it there. That's a very yeah. fun place to play, obviously, and like um, silencing that crowd. And then like, uh, actually, this is kind of this is kind of fun. I uh, we had a Montana flag in our apartment and I remember I had some girl who was going to Missoula for the game run into my apartment grab the flag and like bring it to Missoula and after we won I like climbed the railing and grabbed the flag from her and then I went back on the field and like they took the trophy to one corner of the end zone and then myself and like Kevin Cassis went to a different corner and like held the Montana flag up as if like it's our state kind of thing and uh, it was insane like holding that flag and watching, like, an entire stadium, like, of of fans, like, stand up and, like, start yelling and stuff, Um, so that moment, like, sticks out as far as, like, something super specific, but favorite part of playing in Bozeman, I think, is obviously just, like, the community, and this is also very cliche, too, but, like, the community, family atmosphere of Bozeman that, like, not, obviously, not many FCS schools get to experience, like, the fandom that, Montana State has you know and so um just like leaving Bobcat Stadium to like walk to the locker room and like signing autographs and taking pictures and families giving us like snacks and stuff like nothing will ever beat that and it's um I know that a lot of I think you could say most power five schools have pretty good fan bases but like I I know for a fact a lot of like non-power five FBS schools don't get love like we do in bozeman and so i i was always very appreciative of that and that um that sticks out to me for sure
0: well and the cool thing about it too is because montana and montana state are the big dogs in our state right the whole state is either a cat or grizzly man
1: <laughs> yeah that's usually when i tell people from out of state if i explain like the i i guess like the amount of support both schools get it's basically that there's two D one schools in Montana, no NFL teams. And like the next closest big school is probably Boise maybe. And that's like still a six hour drive or five hour yeah. drive. And there's just nothing else remotely, like geographically close at all. And so it's very easy to like, kind of exp- to like explain that to people and just be like, this is what, this is what everyone has. And it's dope. And it's, it's also another thing that like you and I both know Montana is not necessar- well, that's actually, I take it back because Yellowstone now, everyone knows about Montana, but like, I wouldn't say Montana's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Exposure isn't on a national level as like some states. And so I think there's also extra pride in the schools because that's like oftentimes the biggest vehicle for exposure to the state of Montana. And so um, right. I kind of had a feeling about that going in because I went to a game and stuff like that, but it's it's an awesome spot, and it's and it's only going to get better, you know.
0: Right. Well, and I mean, talking about exposure, Montana State had a huge boost this weekend. So awesome! With Troy and Daniel Hardy getting drafted, and then a couple others getting undrafted free agents. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, my um, my roommate here actually is a huge Rams fan, and I'm a Chiefs fan. Obviously, grew up in Missouri, but um, it's crazy to have you know someone from your school get drafted to like one of your best friends teams now. And so if, if, uh, which I think Daniel will make, he'll make the, the active roster, but I'll, I'll buy him a Jersey if, uh, if it all goes well. So. Yeah. I, uh, I
0: told my dad, I will buy a Troy Anderson Jersey as yeah. long as he goes anywhere, but the Broncos. Cause I'm a huge Raiders fan. So. Oh, so
1: you and I, you and I are ra- ra- uh, rivals then too, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, no, so, I would have bought him a Chiefs jersey. I don't have as much of a problem with the Chiefs. It's it's the Broncos for some reason. I just
1: so I it. lived with I lived with Alex Singleton um, when I was a soft, I, Well, I would have been a redshirt freshman, and Alex was a senior, um, and it was so easy to root for him for the Eagles. And now he's with the Broncos, and that makes my rooting interest a little bit harder. Uh, yeah, for Alex. but. <laughs> I'll always, i always hope he does well, but um, the Broncos are going to be a solid, solid little team this year. The AFC West is going to be quite. Great. You really can't predict it. <laughs> no, I do like the Chiefs' draft though. I think they made up for a lot of like I, people were really worried about Tyreek leaving and stuff, and I think they'll they'll get it together. Um, yeah, I
0: think the uh, the Chiefs are probably going to win it just off of experience alone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would. I'll take the Chiefs just because they've they've done it however many years in a row now. And until someone can like knock them off, I'll I'll stick with the Chiefs. Are you guys gonna lose Darren Waller? You think? No, he's staying. I think he's staying. We're wow. working on an extension. Okay, that's nice. That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. I, I also think like these four teams are so like hopefully you just hope like everyone will cannibalize each other and like. You can just win one of the one extra game than everyone else and everyone else has a tough time like running the division and that you can sneak out, but it's going to be quite wild for sure.
0: Hey, yeah, I saw everyone going to the AFC West. I'm like, can the Raiders move to the AFC South yeah. geographically? It makes yeah. sense.
1: Yeah, it does. Have you <laughs> been to Have you been to um, Allegiant
0: yet? No, I've not. I want to go because from Billings, the tickets to um, Vegas are pretty cheap with Allegiant. So yeah
1: yeah, it's like a what is it Thursday to Sunday
0: yeah something like that they're not yeah. bad but so besides Bobcat Stadium where is your favorite place to play
1: Ooh, I mean again cliche but I mean playing at the University of Montana is like it's it's incredible um their fans actually funny story my first game that I traveled was my freshman year, Cat Grizz, and I don't know why I had a feeling, I don't, I just had a bad feeling that like something would like go wrong with the trip. And I got into the locker room, got to my jersey, and that was we all had our last names that year on, on the jerseys, and they forgot to stitch mine on the jersey, so it was like just no. blank when the whole rest of the team had their last names on and so I go out, like, I didn't, I don't think I played that much that game, but I was just standing there, and the whole crowd is, like, who's the mystery man down there, like, why doesn't he have a name, blah, 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 and uh, it was, it was all, like, fun and games, and um, it's good, like, people always worry, like, oh, if people boo you or heckle you, does it, like, get in your head, and, like, no, it's fun, like, running out of that tunnel, and, like, getting booed is, like, just as fun as, you know, getting cheered for at Bobcat Stadium, but, we played um at washington state my senior year which was fun but not like i i doubt that's a top 5 pack 12 stadium um i think when they're good i think it was my sophomore year portland state played in the timber stadium in portland that like kind of cool. nice soccer stadium um and that was like the one year when i was in college that they like had a really good season and so that that was kind of full and we traveled all that game and that was um a very cool play and like in downtown portland like it's cool to take the bus in um and play there that was really fun i like nau also um and cal poly is like a fun like town i would say The, the most interesting thing with the big sky is that you can go from bobcat stadium one week and then go to like northern colorado the next week where it's like like a worse atmosphere than like a high school game. And you just have to like really learn how to like channel your, where you get energy from, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you use Bobcat stadium to like give you all your juice, then you're not going to be able to like get motivated or hyped up for a game. That's, you know, at Northern Colorado or whatever. So it's like, it's very uh, that's a like unique component to like FCS. I feel like that people often like don't consider it's just like the vast spectrum of kind of like atmospheres. Um, but yeah, Bobcat stadium, of course, will always be number one for sure.
0: Yeah. I even noticed that in basketball too. I mean, you have the Worthington arena and then you have the one in Dahlberg, um, that are big and have a lot of, is that
1: Weber? Is that Weber?
0: Dahlberg is, um, Missoula.
1: Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Weber's is big too. Weber's big. Um, yeah. But then you go to like, I think it was Northern Arizona, has like maybe a thousand people can fit in theirs. Yeah, it's tough. And it's just kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, but I think Bobcat Stadium is, Jesus, not Bobcat Stadium, Lord. We call it the brick. Uh, yeah, the brick. It's um especially after this past year, which also, great time to be a Bobcat basketball fan, but like, I hope they can keep, you know, packing that out throughout the regular season and making it fun, but
0: for sure. So now I want to transition because you work for Bleacher Report, which is a huge sports company. And I know when I saw your email, I was like, wait, no way. (laughs) So how did you get into that and what Um, do you do for
1: them? So my title is producer technically. So I like you, you'd be amazed how many people it takes to like get an Instagram post up like it's actually bonkers and trying to explain my job to like my grandparents is an absolute circus they (laughs) they have no clue what I'm talking about ever but um, I moved to New York I had like a very entry-level sales job my first year here and then believe it or not couldn't sell anything got let go from that job so I was unemployed for like Two weeks, and I was just rapid fire applying to like, to like Bleacher Report, um, ESPN, Vice, all those kind of like media companies, um, and seeing if anything would stick. Got an email back from Bleacher Report, um, and they were starting to build their BR betting page, which I don't know if you've seen that. Um, but the office was in Las Vegas, and I was like, I was like, I don't want to move to Vegas, but talk to enough people signed a like six month temp job with bleach report betting in Las Vegas, moved to Vegas for a year. Um, and then essentially got like promoted back to New York. And so now I can kind of like work with all the different, um, brands, but depending on like it, it's been COVID heavy, like in 2020 when I got promoted back and then the rules kind of got lifted here and there. And like last year was weird. And now we're like back to, Oh, excuse me. Back to, um, like getting on the road. So it's like a lot of different um, components and and stuff like that. But I mean, it's fun. And the best part about it is not being tied down to like one sport. So it's like, can go to playoff baseball and then go to like an NFL tailgate the next week or like then go to like an NBA playoff game, whatever it's, um, it keeps you from like being burnt out, you know, but it's good. It's fun stuff. Wow. So
0: you told me and I looked it up the big sky golf thing with Tom Brady and a few others, you were at that exhibition. What was it like to be around those guys? And I know you have a crazy story from that. So I want you to tell that.
1: Yeah. Well, the craziest part about that whole thing was that I was sent on a work trip to big sky, Montana, which of course I work with everyone from, they're all from New York or like San Francisco or Atlanta. And so no one knows anything about Montana. And I was like, you guys realize I, li- I lived here. Like The airport we're flying into, I've flown in and out of like over a hundred times. Um, the, wor- the only thing that sucked about that trip was that was still, that was early summer of 2021. So like there were some COVID rules and they didn't want us like leaving like the hotel when we weren't like shooting and doing all this stuff which of course I wanted to take everyone to like our bar and bar nine and stuff every night, but (laughs) it wasn't allowed. Um, but yeah, so that, uh, that weekend they told me we're going to put you in a golf cart and Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Phil Nicholson, and Bryson DeChambeau are going to like try and hit your, the cart you're driving. And each time they do, it's like, I don't know, like a hundred meals to like charity or something like that. And so, we built this cart up, um, for like two days and then put all these like decals on it and stuff. And then sure enough, like these guys show up and my job was to like move the cart enough that it wasn't easy, but like make it so they can obviously hit it. It's for charity. So we wanted want them to hit some, And they gave me a megaphone and they were like, Hey, talk crap to these guys to like get in their heads and like make it fun. And there was no like I only, I only got to say hi to them after, so I was like, you guys want me to, like, like, chirp them from this megaphone without even, like, saying hi first? Like, they, they like, gave me a list of all these, like, kind of, like, crazy things to say to them. Like, um, that was right after the Packers, like, lost the playoffs because they, like, kicked the ball, like, down four or something like that, and they were telling me to, like, tell Aaron Rodgers that we're, like, bringing the kicker in. Like, all these things were, like, kind of personal, and I was, like – hesitant to say and we did it and then um Phil Mickelson was just roping him like smoking the car and it was caged off so it was like every ball that hit was like incredibly loud um jeez, oh, and quite scary honestly but made it out alive and uh and then they did the match also after that but I never got to see that um course before because you know it's like the Yellowstone Club stuff is right very exclusive um and so even just kind of hanging out on that course for the afternoon was insane. It was beautiful, but we, we all know that already, but the, the world we got to see it.
0: That's awesome. So what were those four like? Cause I mean, they're
1: all legends in their sports. Um, I'll say Bryson DeChambeau is kind of like a, a weirdo to be honest, like just tries hard to be funny, not really funny. Like just like just kind of a strange guy. Um, I, Honestly, they all kind of fit like, the stereotypes that they have. Like Tom Brady, you can tell a camera's been on him um, every day of his life for the last like 20 years. He's very like polished and like smiley and like says thank you to everyone. Um, Phil Mickelson was interesting. I'm not myself the biggest golf guy, but it was, it was fun to kind of like follow him and hear him. I think him and Tom were on a team and like hear him talking about like how to play the ball based on like obviously what the course looked like and like whatever the hole looked like um and he's obviously just very like one of the best golfers ever and so it's interesting to hear his perspective and it probably sounded crazier to me because I'm like foreign to like golf terminology but it was still kind of cool and then Roger's kind of just like a, a bro who like just doesn't like didn't say a whole lot but kind of just like cracked a few jokes and like you could tell he's competitive but he wasn't like he wasn't trying to like prove anything to anyone necessarily, as far as like being cute or like being friends with Bryce. And he was just kind of like, let's, let's win this thing and like get out of here kind of vibe.
0: Oh, huh. interesting. That's so cool. So you've had a lot of obviously cool opportunities with your job, scrolling through your Instagram. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. So besides that golf tournament, which is awesome. What are some other things that you've been able to do that you're just like oh my god i'm able to do this
1: okay so i've i've said this a few times um to some people but um the so at least with like athletes i feel like so even like tom brady aaron Rodgers, whatever to a degree i still feel like i can kind of relate to them in the sense of like played sports your whole life like you kind of in relate to like i don't know what their day-to-day is stuff like that obviously i I'm not anywhere close to being like an NFL type of player, but like the lifestyle has just been a part of like my whole life. And it just kind of doesn't feel as crazy, but on two separate times, actually three separate times, I did um, like these like Instagram story takeover things with rappers. And that is like quite different than, than hanging out with athletes just because their life is so like different than anything I've ever been Um, like accustomed to and I was like probably a little more starstruck with like the rappers than I was with like a Tom Brady or um, Aaron Rodgers but I did um, I did a thing with Quavo who's part of Migos at the all-star game in Denver and then I was this is the crazy thing I was in Travis Scott's box for game five of uh, the World Series in Houston and that was like just wild because like I just no part of me has like any, like, I don't know. We're not rappers over here. And so it was just, it's just so different, I guess, but that was fun. And I always tell people, that's like the coolest thing ever.
0: That is awesome. I mean, both of yeah. them are big stars. It um, was oh, yeah. huge in the NBA. I mean, he does. Yeah. Almost every all-star game and it's actually pretty dang good at
1: basketball. He is. He is. He's got a, he's got a nice jumper. He was a, he was like an all-state quarterback. I think, um, at his high school in Georgia, which is, wow. which is a fun fact.
0: Wow. So he really can just kind of do everything. Yeah. Yeah. I rap and throw a spiral. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. So, you know, one thing is I got your name from Rob Brown of big sky customs and he told me that he did a figurine for you. So how yeah. did that turn out and how did you get to like connect yeah. with him? And
1: I think, um, one of my oh he did one for two of my past roommates so he did one for alex singleton and then mitch greibel i don't know if you remember mitch greibel yep um, i
0: have 15. an interview with him later this week
1: oh nice okay yeah tell him i said what's up um um and so i saw those and i was like oh those are sick but i also collected those when i was a little kid like all the like i tried to get as many chiefs players as i could um and so i was like it would be dumb to not take advantage of this but so i hit him up and uh, I was telling you this earlier, but the wait list is like a year or like a year yeah. and a half or something. Um, And all he asks is like, just have a, have a picture ready, like as many angles as you can find or like, because if he has the picture, he can do it. But then to I think to help figure out like what your whole like outfit looked like or like all your swag pieces, you try to send him like as many different angles of like what you were wearing, like that game. Um And then just send him a nice little Venmo. It's not even that for how cool and like unique that is. Um, I think people would pay a lot more than he's charging for, for those. So it's pretty dope. And it's not something that, you know, everyone has. So
0: that's no. fun. No. And I mean, the details on them are ridiculous.
1: What he can do is amazing. Yeah. Oh, he also, he made me so much buffer than I am in real life. My arms are, <laughs> are jacked on that, that figurine too. So shout out to Rob for that one. <laughs> Hey, if he can do it, he'll do it. (laughs) I didn't have to pay extra for it either, which is nice. Hey, awesome.
0: (laughs) So cool. So, you know, one of my things with this podcast is I want to try to get as many Montana kids out there doing Mm -hmm. things that they love, whether it's sports or like you're doing now with social media with sports. So what advice do you have for kids that are in high school or college that want to go into either sports or they want to go into like the social media and like what you're doing with bleacher report?
1: Um, That's a good question. I've always tried to say that, like, I think find something that, or like figure out what you're good at one, and then figure out like what you love and then try to like meet those two in the middle as best as possible. So if that, for me, that was like pretty good at like I always like edited videos my whole life, just kind of like some dumb little stuff here, here on the side. And people always were like, Oh, you know, you should try to do that for work, whatever, whatever. And I never really thought about it. I like, I wasn't going to major in film or do anything like that. But then obviously I like love sports, love sports culture. It's fun. Um, But I also love food. And I did a food show before I got this job on the side and kind of like just tried to make that into something. And basically that's what I used to pitch Bleacher Report to like get the the role um and then i also think uh, my other advice would be like just start doing stuff like th- this podcast prime example like the hardest part is starting everything seems so intimidating and like uh, like over the top and it, you never really know where to go like there's not direction until you like officially start and i feel like you could probably attest to this but like after you did your first three it probably felt like at least you know where you're going now and you can like yeah. have momentum um but I always think starting is the most intimidating thing and it's also the hardest. And so even if you don't have something perfect laid out, like just do it, create something, try to build something, and then you'll learn from there. But um, sitting around thinking about stuff, whatever is not going to get you anywhere. Like just do it and then see where, see where it takes you. Plus you'll learn stuff. Like you and I were talking before we even clicked record, like every episode you do, I'm sure you'll like, take away a little bit from here and a little bit from there and like oh, yeah maybe that's like being an interviewer or learning how to like save the video recordings whatever like you'll just learn stuff from doing it and um from personal experience I just know it's like it's always it's always scary to start but I think once you can get over that hump you're gonna you're gonna figure it out
0: <laughs> for sure and for me what the hardest part was was asking people yeah you know do you want to come on for an interview and I found in Montana especially people are so nice and so willing to get their story out and it's like yeah I'll come on I mean I've had Mike Van Deest who is a coaching legend here in the state of Montana on the podcast it's like how did I even get this I just started this thing not even you know a year ago
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and you'll and that'll only keep going up I feel like and because now you but the other thing is like the flip side of it is like the more interviews you do now your portfolio is like that much bigger to try and get more people to come on the show and prove to them that like i've had xyz and that we, we've done this many interviews so again i just starting it is is the hardest part and you can learn anything
0: for sure well hey west i want to thank you so much for coming on today it's been awesome to have you on and talk about Bobcats and talk about Bleacher Report, which is awesome. And yeah, just talking about everything has been great with you today. So thank you so much.
1: I appreciate you. We'll stay in touch. We'll talk. We'll talk Bobcats whenever, you're, whenever you want to.
0: All right. Sounds great. Rock and roll. All right. Have a great rest of your
1: day. Peace, brother.